the volume. Moneyline Monaco is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel. More ways to win. Back, 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 back at the wall. It's Friday. Super Bowl weekend is here, baby. I wish I was in Tampa dapping up some lightning and race fans. But I digress. We made it. It's the weekend. If you have a Friday night date and you're single, cancel it. I need you sitting at home on airplane mode, meditating and visualizing with me a Tom Brady 10th appearance and a Tom Brady 7th ring. 7th heaven. I need it. You need it. Let's get on our Eckhart Tolle power and now win the moment. Let's get into it. We've gone over the spread. We've gone over the over under. We've looked at the painting as best as we can this week from a number of different Picasso angles. We've done what we can. This episode, we're putting it all together and we're wrapping with a professional coming on, exclusive interview just for you. Because I, I said to myself, you know, I'm, I'm a pup with training wheels at the sports book. I have a lot of knowledge. I'm also emotional. I'm still a science guy by nature. But ultimately, it's time to put it all together. It is a puzzle. We've had quantitative. We've had qualitative. We got macro. We got micro. I'm going to let you end this podcast with a professional handicapper, 30 years in the game. His name is the Philly Godfather. He's got a book about him. Got a movie about him. He's made millions of dollars. Look. I was driving a Civic till just the other cup of coffee. This guy's in a Rolls Royce. You decide who you want to listen to for this game. But I will say, he's holding on to a 50-1 to futures ticket on one of these two teams. And when you hear his takeaway and his breakdown on the game, it just might nudge you. You probably, if you're listening to this, Thinking about your last collection of thoughts. And let's just start right now in giving you some meat and potatoes. It is incredibly important to put in your back pocket that Tom Brady is a career eight and three against the spread playoff dog. I think it's also important to recognize he's 38, 17, and one against the spread. With 33 straight up wins and 56 attempts in his entire career as an underdog. We've said it before this week. He's the greatest underdog football story, except for the homie Rudy in all the land. He has gone the Game of Thrones savage route, kicked out the Queen of the Castle. Giselle is in Del Boca Vista phase four with the Seinfelds and a bunch of kids eating dinner at four, not happy about it. But that's the dedication of the Brady's and his family. And if you're looking at everything, I have to bring it up again 
a married man with the house to himself as the greatest preparer outside of maybe Drew Brees when it comes to preparation. You cannot understate that. You cannot undervalue that. This is new territory. So you're telling me in a COVID year in the Super Bowl, you have one team that doesn't have to take a flight, doesn't have to leave, and you have another team, they're not even in the Super Bowl atmosphere. Do you know how interesting from a psychology standpoint it has to be over there in Kansas City? These people are in Missouri right now trying to get riled. That ain't South Florida like last year. That ain't Tampa. What is the Super Bowl vibes over there in Kansas City? They got to get rah rah out. They got to come to the Bucks house. You know how football goes. Where do you think the we must protect this house slogan comes from? Where do you think Tom Brady having almost twice as less losses at home and that mental edge comes from? I also spoke on how Tommy is incredibly complimentary. And when you're incredibly complimentary in football and it's not fighting, because I said McGregor being nice to Poirier was a loss. Tommy gassing up Patty, two goats sitting in a tree, G-O-A-T-I-N-G. There's a chance that Pat allows that to make him just, you know, I don't know, maybe relax a 2% more this week, something of that nature. Tommy doing whatever psychological game. See, there's no one nicer and then meaner at the quarterback position than Tom Brady, who goes from kissing his son to banging helmets with 350-pound Goliath tackles. I mean, I've never seen a bigger drop-off. It's incredible. Tom Brady, if you think this game goes to the fourth quarter, I need to remind you, he's the second greatest quarterback in the history of the sport at coming back in the fourth quarter. Second to Peyton Manning, who, oh, by the way, is the only quarterback ever To win a Super Bowl with two teams. There's been some quarterbacks that have gone with two teams. He's the only one that wins. So there's two things motivating Tommy. I'd say arguably three in this game. Maybe four. It's of course the number one writing on the wall. Him over Belichick. He can take a team. And and Colin shouted this out this morning. It's an incredible stat. Absolutely fascinating. Of All of the American franchises, and there's over 120 in America, sports franchises, the Bucs, before Brady got there, had the worst overall percentage. Worst overall winning percentage. Tom Brady took a team. And you'll hear Philly Godfather talk about it later in the show. This team, they couldn't even stay off the field defensively because of Jameis Winston turnovers last year. And now we're talking about an offense second in the NFL at 30.7 points per game and a defense that's tied for eighth at 22.3 points per game and a sixth overall defense under the Todd Bowles regime. We know defense wins championships. We know certain defenses have bested Brady, but I gave it to you yesterday. There's no top 10 rushers. From a sack standpoint, shooting up on Super Bowl Sunday, the closest and the two closest at that in sacks, JPP at 11th and White at 14th. That's it. The Honey Badger has the most picks in this game. 
But if you're looking on the defensive side of the ball and you want a little extra oomph, you got a better statistical defense in the Bucs. You also have a team that's got to the quarterback more over the year. One thing I didn't get to touch on that's worth noting, it goes into professional handicappers takeaway. I'll let Philly talk about it later, but who roughing the game absolutely matters. I looked into it. Carl Sheffers is his name. He's a referee going on his 21st year working in the NFL. He will be joined as a head referee by Fred Brian, Rusty Baines, Eugene Hall, not to be confused with Eugene Levy, Dino Paganelli, James Coleman, Mike Wimmer, and shout out to Sarah Thomas, who is the first woman making her debut in the Super Bowl. That's incredible. Sarah Thomas, let's go. So last year, the refs, just to give you a little comparison, were known for not calling a lot of holding penalties. And if you were on the Niners, you know Bosa was held. All these guys, left and right, held. The takeaway on this referee staff is that they're going to let it go. There's a little bit of a lean towards the Bucs in terms of favoritism if there is a lean. But it's pretty close. And I talked about it a little bit yesterday. But in terms of refs overall and where it factors in. So this postseason. So Brady and the Bucks had 22 fewer penalty yards than Green Bay. 28 more than New Orleans. And one fewer than Washington. Obviously 3-0. and So nothing to really gather there. But from Brady's overall standpoint with refs. If you find this compelling. I find it interesting. 23 games, 14 conference championships, 9 Super Bowls up until this point. So basically, Brady's opponents had more penalty yards assessed to them in 15 of those 23 contests. Brady's teams in those games, 11 and 4 straight up. He's 5 and 3 in the other 8 where the team actually that he was on had more penalty yards. I don't know exactly what you want to take from that. But there was that stat I gave you yesterday about how the refs seem to, with a seven-point more favorite team, allow a little bit of more flags go to the dog because they want to keep it close. There's going to be way too many people watching if the fix is in on this one. So I don't think the refs are going to have an enormous impact. But if you're doing that whole thing like we all like to do, Conspiracy guy, Bitcoin guy, I'm all in on Bitcoin, baby. But the reality is you got to diversify the assets. Looking at it like, well, who does Goodell want? Who does the NFL want? What's better for the league? Because people said that to me. If if you didn't get, I I got a ton of, I I thought it was going to be a State Farm Super Bowl. And the reality is it's better for the ratings if Tom Brady's going against Patrick Mahomes. It's the greatest GOAT of all time versus the baby GOAT. We know it's the GOAT Super Bowl. This is Theismann, Montana. This is Elway Farb. This is as big as it gets, baby. Here's a number that will poke you in your ribs. You're not going to be happy about it. You're not. Are you fully aware of the wild card overall record in the Super Bowl position? I'm just going to give you a topsy-turvy number here. 
Oh, you're going to be pissed. Teams with a higher playoff seat in the Super Bowl going against a wildcard team. Oh, I'm sorry for you, son. I got 99 problems and the Chiefs minus three ain't one. Teams with a higher playoff seat. Two, 14, and two against the spread in those 24 Super Bowls. That included wildcard teams. Let me say that to you again. That's as bad as a Jets regular season record. Do I dare say the Jaguars or Texans in D-car expansion mode? Two, 14, and two in 24 Super Bowls that featured a wild card. Two, 14, and two. The Chiefs are up against. I also told you this stat. AFC teams that sauced an NFC team in the regular season that go against them as a rematch in the Super Bowl, 0 and 4. Teams that won against a team in the regular season going against them in a rematch in the Super Bowl, 6 and 7. 6 and 7. Now, here's a stat for you if you're on the Chiefs. It's a terrifying one, and I haven't spoke about it because I'm looking at these numbers with stigmatism, old guy, Tom Brady glasses on. Patty Mahomes and Andy Reid, the most likable duo probably in team sports at the moment that I am fading. Over the last two years are 30 and four together. Oh dear God. 30 and four. Only Lombardi and Bart Starr at 22, 2, and 1, and Brady and Belichick at 34 and 4 have a better duo sample size over the last two years than Patty and Andy. Andy and Patty. They sound like stepbrother best friends. Will Farrell esque. It's a wonderful, likable team. It's very hard to go against them. And I'm a recovering San Diego Chargers fan. I'm still looking to kick Trent Green in the shins if I run into him. I despise. Buys the Kansas City Chiefs, Larry Johnson, Priest Holmes. Don't bring any of them up to me about my childhood. All right? So, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of emotion here, but that's why I'm bringing on a professional here in just a few minutes. Doesn't help the Mattress Mac, but 3.46 million at plus three and a half on the box either. Because that guy drives me ballistic of who he takes. Astros past their Austin Powers mojo. What are you doing, Mattress Mac? Go buy some Caspers and pivot your business, pal. Unequivocally the best mattress in the land. That is not a sponsor. It's just from the heart. So we have the biggest BetMGM bet out there on the Bucks, 2.3 million. And now Mattress Mac goes and throws a wrench. God, I would have loved to see him on the Chiefs. So at the moment, it's still pretty close. But the public is leaning Chiefs on the spread on the money line, and the biggest over-under, interestingly enough, separation at the moment, lies in the over-under. The public is all over the over, baby. All over the over. I gave you the Stevie Spags number numbers against the Patriots, against Tom Brady, rather. I mean, those are serious numbers. He's 2-3 and three against them all time, Tom Brady, and he had his worst statistical outing in the Super Bowl against a Steve Spagnola defense. In that 17-14 loss to the Giants outside of that Super Bowl against the Rams. It's his worst statistics ever. Tom Brady's. 
and you're staring at him about plus 200 MVP odds, baby. Patty Mahomes, the favorite to win MVP for you out there if you're looking for some FanDuel props to nibble on. couple of props for you as well. I actually have a little fun prop parlay for you that I'm going to do a FanDuel one that I put together, put some serious thought into it as well, um, and it reads as follows. I'm going to go with Patty Mahomes to complete his first, is a three-leg parlay for you as we round out our picks. And then we'll get into the interview. We have Patrick Mahomes minus 200 to complete his first passing attempt. So listen to this. Patrick Mahomes has completed a pass attempt in his last, I don't even want to tell you how many games, my thumbs got tired. That's how far I had to go back. He had a one-yard first pass attempt to Kelsey against the Bills. He had seven-yard pass to Kelsey against the Browns. Then obviously, anything is possible. Had a little time off thanks to Chad. So week 16, last time he threw a first pass attempt. Went down the middle against the Falcons to Tyreek Hill for 15. By the way, that team only beat the Falcons 17-14. Put that in your back pocket. The Falcons only lost to this team by three. And the Browns only lost to him by five. But I digress. Week 15, he went right back to Kelsey for eight yards against the Saints. So after that, I was like, okay, Andy, play design read, one of the best in the biz, off a bye. I'm going to say Patrick is completing his first pass attempt. Give me a little cupcake screen. Give me some little gorgeous, maybe to Pringle, maybe it's the Hardman, little dump off the CEH, and we get our uncut gems, win the tip. First throw out of the way, first leg of the parlay. Patty Mahomes, first pass attempt, minus 200. Put that down. Second, can't wait for that to go incomplete and the parlay gets squashed. I'll be throwing something out my window, ready to call a window repair guy if Patrick sails the first pass. Second, prop bet. I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey at minus 155. It's a little bit of different juice elsewhere, but it's around minus 155. That's 155 down to win 100 for those listening. For Travis Kelsey to catch an anytime touchdown. It's death, taxes, and Kelsey catches a playoff touchdown. All right? The guy had a touchdown against the Niners last year. He caught two against the Buffalo Billies, 13 receptions on 15 targets. He had eight receptions and a tug against the Browns. So he's had three touchdowns in two games. He is the security blanket. And I love Patty going to Travis and the Kelsey brothers eating again in their third consecutive Super Bowl. You got to love it. So I'll go with those two first. So Mahomes first completion and Travis Kelsey to catch a tug. And here we go for the final. It's on FanDuel. It's technically a two for oneer, but it's one button. It's Bucks plus five and a half under 64.5. Under. So 64.5, it's a tease. It's an odd tease. It's not a true tease, but it's a tease. I'll take the five and a half. You know the million reasons why. And outside of the Eagles and the Patriots, did I have to go all the way back to Box Raiders in my own childhood backyard at Qualcomm, now Bulldoze, thanks Spano Stadium. To get over that number, 64.5. So I feel good. I feel very good. So 
I'm going plus five and a half under Travis Kelsey minus 155 to catch a touchdown anytime. And Patrick, because that's how his mom wants us to say his name, Mahomes, Sir Patrick, to make sure he gets that first completion in. There you have it. FanDuel three-team parlay prop. I'm also going to go with doinking it. One of the kickers off of the crossbar. I love it. I think that's a fantastic, fun prop. And I can't wait to yell. Doink! Or doink! And cash that puppy. Chiefs, 8-0 on the road. Bucks, 5-3 at home. Hosting the Super Bowl for the first time ever. It's an invigorating line. FanDuel at the moment still has it at plus three and minus three. Carl Sheffers will be under center. You have a Tampa Bay team that's six and two against the spread in their last eight games. Going against a Kansas City team that's one, four, and one against the spread in their last six games. This is not just a Super Bowl. This is the Super Bowl. I don't know a Super Bowl I have been more excited about than this one. If the Chiefs win, if the Chiefs beat the Bucs, I may be doing something drastic in my life. I may go vegan. Uh, I won't, but I might. I might start reading for fun. Uh, I, 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 I just, something's going to happen. Something is going to Jack Nicholson give if Tom Brady doesn't win this game. I'm spending the whole weekend visualizing Brady. I will be buying avocados. I'll even stretch my hamstrings. I got to do anything, any extra little edge. Look, this is, I'm not a superstition guy, maybe a science guy. I'm not a superstition guy. I'll do all I can to send good juju down to Florida. Tom Brady wins this game. He'll be the most decorated champion, arguably, in American sports. Seventh heaven. He'll have one more than Jordan. He will end the discussion with Bill Belly. And it will be one of the greatest W's in the history of the sport. Then, is it? Hey, I've got to take a minute to give a shout out to FanDuel Sportsbook. They found the perfect way for everyone to get in on the action this Sunday. I'm talking about big game bingo. You can claim your free big game bingo card right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. The card automatically fills after watching the game. So once you've filled five squares in a row, all you have to do is call bingo to claim your share of $100,000 in prize. That's right. FanDuel is giving away $100,000 in prizes for free. FanDuel is the exclusive home for Big Game Bingo. And your card is waiting for you right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. The app is so easy to use and takes less than two minutes to sign up. There are more ways to win on FanDuel during the big game. But there is no excuse to miss out on this one. Big Game Bingo is perfect for everyone. You can win your share of $100,000 
in prizes, and it's absolutely free to play only on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Let's go. I give you the one and only professional. 30 years in, baby. Philly Godfather, one-on-one exclusive. This man was all over national TV, ESPN, all the radio wavelengths, Fox and Friends. He's on all of them. Barney and Co. He's everywhere, baby. This guy has been winning and beating the books for decades. There's a book about him, movie about him. Him and his boys are like the Ocean's Eleven. What can I say? And and I'm a pup at the book. And so I'm all ears with the homie Philly. So let's get into it. All right. I am fired up to bring on a friend and a true professional in the world of sports gambling. Met this man last year at Radio Row in Miami. Had the pleasure of talking to him about how he approaches his professional gambling business. It's an honor and pleasure to bring back in the Philly Godfather. How we doing, Philly? Doing great, man. I remember it was like yesterday. Last year, we were down uh, in Miami, Radio Row, and we were uh, you know, talking to uh, Chiefs in uh, San Fran. You guys remember I had a big future on San Fran at 28-1 to 1 that we eventually hedged and made some free money. And this year, we're back in the driver's position. We're holding uh, futures on Tampa Bay at 50-1. to 1, So we're in a great, uh, great spot here. Your, your ability, and I got to give the listeners a little bit of insight. I mean, you picked LSU at 40 to 1, Joe Burrow's team. You were on the Niners last year to win the West, to win the NFC. Here you are again. And I remember, and you did, you tweeted me. Not only did you predict the Bucks to the dance, you had Brady to the Bucks before anybody had Brady to the Bucks. So, again, you've told me the information that the odds makers don't know is pivotal. I mean, just give me a little bit of a Costco sample into how you even landed on this kind of a future. Don't know anyone else that has this ticket. Yeah, I told you last year, information that's not factored into the point spread, information that the Vegas odds makers or the guys offshore who originate the price, if they don't have it and you can get your hands on it, it could be worth a ton of money. I remember earlier this year, back in March, before anyone knew uh, Brady was going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you had hit me up and everyone was talking about the Chargers. And I sent you back a message. I said, he's going to Tampa Bay. And, uh, you know, I've been in this industry over 30 years. i got a lot of contacts, a lot, a lot of friends uh, around the league and, you know, behind the sports books. So, like I said before, any information that you can garner that's not factored into the point spread because, there's you know, with the Internet, there's so much information out there. And right. I got that phone call that Brady was going to the Buccaneers. And I, I basically said to myself, we got a 7-9 football team here that was top five in defensive efficiency, number one in stopping the run. Uh, their defense was on the field so long last year. They kept losing the time of possession battle because Jameis kept throwing interceptions. He had 30 interceptions on the year last year, which basically translates to giving your opponents 90 points on the season because each turnover is worth around three points. So when I did the math, and then you bring in the greatest of all time, I said to myself, they got a great shot, and it was 50-1. to 1, And we you know, we bet it. We get, I actually gave it out on Twitter for free for everybody. Uh, so we were a little generous with that one. But, yeah, we're in a great position. Do you have any inklings on the public and how you look at rookies with this game? I mean, you're locked in on the futures, but just a a little tip of the trade for rookies out there looking to get a little better if they're betting a game like the Super Bowl. I mean, if you just talk to the average Joe, recency bias plays a major role in how he's going to bet the following week. So, And it shows, uh, I mean, you know, with the the books right now, over 80% of the money 
or even close to 80% of the money has been bet on the Kansas City Chiefs and the overs. So love to hear it, baby. Yeah, Let's the rest go. of the guy out there, he saw the Chiefs, you know, blow the doors off of Buffalo, a team that was supposed to be, you know, one of the top offensive teams of football. And you saw Tampa Bay struggle a little bit, obviously, with Green Bay that, you know, was the highest scoring team in the NFL last year. And they have that Hall of Famer, Aaron Rodgers. So a lot of people are just basically telling themselves, well, if the Chiefs blew out Buffalo and Tampa Bay looked a little vulnerable and the Chiefs beat Tampa Bay earlier in the season, well, then why should they beat him again? And the odds makers are programming everyone to, you know, to think, well, if the Chiefs are the favorites at three or three and a half, whatever price you're looking at, well, then they got to win the game. And, but that's not always the case. So a lot of recency bias, betting with your heart, especially Kansas City made a lot of people money last year because they, you know, they were top heavy in their bet splits last year with Kansas City. So they're going to back them again this year because most guys don't bet week to week, especially when it comes to the Super Bowl. There's such a large influx of recreational money into the market. So you're going to see guys that may, you know, may bet a few times a year and definitely bet the Super Bowl, come back and bet the Chiefs again this year. So the phillygodfather.com, the Philly Godfather on Twitter, talking to the man, the myth, the legend. I mean, you literally you got a book about you. I mean, your guys, you, you are winners. You're constant winners. You've done it for years. You just alluded to it, 30 years in the game. So to win long-term and then also to be able to just provide genuine value in this world of over-information, like you said, I wanted to ask you this because it's, it's fascinating. And you brought, you brought it up last year. You said, you know, a lot of people, when they go to the books, they'll make a quick decision and they'll fire. But if you're talking about buying a house, buying a car, I mean, you're going to look at all the intangibles, all the factors, the neighborhood, this and that. So give us a little insight into how you approach a game. Let's say you didn't have a futures and it was a clean slate and you don't have to go into the nitty gritty, but just something that you do and the way you attack it from an angle. Well, from, from the quantitative factors that you look at, you're going to look at the metrics. The trenches are big, uh, offensive line, defensive line, pass rushes. I've told people for years, teams that get to the opposing team's quarterback, go to the playoffs, and uh, if they got a good enough pass rush, we'll end up in the Super Bowl. And you see that. It's correlated. Great pass rushing teams with great quarterbacks. They go deep in the playoffs year after year. And Tampa Bay is one of those teams. Uh, you look at the weaknesses, the strengths. You want to import or export injuries, who's coming back, who hasn't played all season. guy like uh, Vita Vey, who was missing for a large part of the season. Now he's back. And he's a monster on that defensive line for Tampa Bay. And you you got to double-team that guy. So that's going to leave Barrett – and uh, Pierre Paul, free to run wild in this game. And, and against a team like Kansas City, who is banged up on that offensive line, who's missing a bunch of starters, and they may be missing Kilgore if he doesn't uh, test negative uh, for Corona all week because they had that thing with the barber where the right. barber had uh, COVID. So if, if Kilgore doesn't play, they're center. That could be that could be huge. So you really want to look at who's playing, who's not playing, uh, what they're worth to the production numbers, whether on the defensive line, offensive line. Obviously, we've got two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, which is going to be a great matchup. I mean, Mahomes is unreal. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. And uh, that's basically all you can do when, it, you know, when you're looking at the quantitative factors. When you look at the qualitative factors, okay, who are the umpires in this game? Yes. What's their tendencies? Okay, last give, year, Let's get into the refs. Please give me the <laughs> <laughs> Well, last year, if you remember, the reason why I hedged a, a nice portion of my bet was because I had read an article about these umpires uh, that were going to ref the San Fran Chiefs Super Bowl, and they called the least amount of holding calls in the NFL last year. So I knew that would benefit a Kansas City team against a pass rush like San Francisco's last year that was so strong. They were I holding both of the whole game, Philly. I mean, you could call holding on every play. 
And, and for someone to drop back and pass the ball 40 times like Mahomes did in last year's Super Bowl, and they didn't call one offensive holding call, well, that, that was the NFL lean, in my opinion, towards the Chiefs. So you got, you got to look at everything. You got kids. You're busy. You got a full plate. When you're a married man and you get a house to yourself on the biggest work week of your life, we're talking obviously not quantitative here. You tell me, how much is that a mental edge and an actual edge? Oh, it's huge, man. You focus better, you think better, you make better decisions. I mean, the dogs ain't barking, the wife's not screaming, kids ain't asking, you know, for different stuff. So it's 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 really big. And for him to be there, and, you know, he's studying film. He, he's the coach on offense. Bruce Aaron's already said it. Like, it, it's it's Andy Reid against Tom Brady. That's who, who's coaching these teams. Now, on the defensive side, Bruce Aaron's a genius. Uh, but on the offensive side, he just – Bruce Aaron's already said Tom Brady's running the show. So, for him to have two weeks to prepare like that, he's going to be more focused. He's going to be performing at an optimum level. And you got to remember, the Kansas City Chiefs are flying in on Saturday, which it's the first time it's happened in the Super Bowl because of the whole COVID thing. So, they're not going to have, you know, time to adjust. They're going to be – right into Tampa Bay, and the next day they're playing. So that could play a major role on how they perform, you know, on Super Bowl Sunday. And so how do you feel about the refs this this weekend? I'm still reading up on them. Uh, I like the fact that they don't call a lot of uh, pass interference calls. I think that helps Tampa Bay a little bit. So they'll, uh-huh. they'll be able to get away with a little holding there because of the speed with Kansas City. You saw Tyreek Hill against Buffalo. I mean, he catches the ball for 10 yards. He runs about 102 total yards back and forth, up and down, and then he explodes for like a 65-yard pass reception at 20 miles an hour. So uh, anything that's going to help Tampa Bay's, you know, corners, their safeties, uh, you know, I think it leans Tampa Bay with these refs. Uh, they do like to call offensive holding calls, so that also helps Tampa Bay out a little bit. So I'm, I'm hyped, man. I'm excited. I got that future. I'm definitely going to hedge a little bit on, uh, on Kansas City, uh, but uh, I like my chances. So let me ask you on the defensive side. I mean, Stevie Spags, he, he got the best of Tom in 07. I, I'm calling it the beer pong rebuttal game. Tom needs that rebuttal from 07 from that guy. He's got a pretty good five-game record against him, over five games. But Bowles is absolutely a savage defensive, schematically speaking. You've heard Rodgers credit him. He thinks he's ahead of his time when it comes to scheme. You already spoke about how the different defensive line packages could work. Sometimes they'll even drop back Sue and the interior defense alignment in the zone. I mean, they had five, I think, DB sacks this, this year uh, versus zero last year. Do you expect this to be a much more defensive chess match between Bowles and Spagnola? We're all talking quarterbacks here, but how much, you know, you're looking at all angles. Are you looking into the defense? And you did say you like the under. Yeah, I, I do like the under. I went under 57. I think the line's down to 55 and a half, 56, depending on where yeah. he shot. I think it's going to be more defensive-oriented. You got number one and number two passing teams in the league this year with uh, Kansas City and Tampa Bay, and that's actually the first time it's happened in the Super Bowl. Incredible. You got one of the best defensive squads in the NFL in Tampa Bay, and they're starting to gel. They're starting to get healthy. Uh, I know Winfield's playing their safety. Uh, like I said, Vita Vey's back. Uh, Sue's a monster. And Todd Bowles knows this Kansas City Chiefs offense as well. So this is going to be a, a tighter game than most people think. Uh, I, I like the under, and if the weather comes in, I'm not sure now. You know, you get conflicting re- reports with you know Florida weather, but if, if it does start raining and the winds do pick up, there's a great opportunity to make some money on this under. So you did say you like a couple props. Uh, that there's a fun fan duel one out there, Fat Boy touchdown plus 1100. 
Uh, I know you're, you're into the Gatorade, the national anthem. You tweet out a lot of value. Make sure to follow the Philly Godfather. He, he's giving you winners uh, for free. If you want to go to the website, if you want to check out the business business. Um, but yeah, any props sticking out to you? Yeah, I actually took the fat man. Uh, no I way! 50, Let's go! Yeah. I mean, imagine the Buccaneers on the goal line, and here comes uh, Vita Vey. You know, I can see an offensive lineman or defensive lineman. Who's going to stop him at the goal line? He's the guy that's thrown the last two foul boy touchdowns. So we got a yeah, shot. So that, that's got a shot. I took the doink special uh, for any field goal to hit the upright or the crossbar. I got plus 450 on that, especially if the winds pick up. That's got a great shot, uh, especially in an under game. I, I, I don't think there's going to be as much scoring as most people do. Uh, so everyone, okay, everyone seems to think they got a tip on the Gatorade. You, you, you've got it correct numerous years in a row, if I'm not mistaken. You had orange last year. I mean, is that the ultimate? You know, a guy. Yeah, I mean, you can't handicap <laughs> really Gatorade. I mean, come on, let's be real. But last year we got some great information. We took the orange at plus five hundred, and again, you know, I'm nuts. And my guys tell me all the time, "Why are you giving a lot of stuff out for free?" And that's because I want to see people win. We gave it out on Twitter last year. The orange plus five hundred. I'm waiting for my guy to get some confirmation this year. That's always like a last, you know, one hour, you know, hour before tip off, you get the the information two hours. It's always closer to game time. So uh, that that's going to be something we'll be giving out on Twitter. I haven't bet it yet, but uh, yeah, you know, they're fun to bet. There's so many of them. We bet over like 75 props already. Uh, one of the bigger ones I bet was over 37 rushing yards for Ronald Jones on Tampa Bay. First time these two teams met, I think he averaged right around seven yards per rush attempt. Yeah. About 66 or 67. I forget how many yards he had on the game. Kansas City's uh, run defense, one of the worst in football. I think they're ranked 24th in the NFL in the opposing uh, yards per rush attempt metric. So I'm expecting Tampa Bay to, you know, play a little safe. You know, turnovers are huge in the Super Bowl uh, and during the regular season. I mean, anytime you win the turnover battle, you're going to win the game 80 or 90% of the time, and you're going to cover the spread as well. So uh, I expect these teams to come out a little, you know, a little conservative, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Do you get into the weeds at all with the angles and the trends when you make a decision on a Super Bowl, or, or this is very much just how you approach every game every week? The problem with the trends is there's so many of them. There's thousands of them. And which one actually carry any weight? Uh, there was one that I saw, what was it? Uh, the last five teams that uh, uh, didn't outperform the market that were less than 500 against the spread on the season that made the Super Bowl only one of those five teams ended up winning the Super Bowl. I think it was the 2012 Baltimore Ravens. So teams that outperform the market all year usually get, you know, deep in the playoffs and end up winning the Super Bowl. And the Kansas City Chiefs were just 8-10 and 10 against the spread this year. So they Horrible. fit that criteria. I think the last five, four or five wildcard teams that made the Super Bowl, I think they all won the Super Bowl. So momentum is big in the NFL. Teams that are gelling at the right time towards the end of the season. Now, Kansas City has been gelling for the past two years, so – Maybe that one's not too strong. But wild card teams, I think it was the last four or five that made the Super Bowl and that winning the Super Bowl. So there are a couple of trends that I looked at that might carry some weight. Uh, travel trends are always big. The fact that Kansas City is getting you know, down to Tampa Bay so late in the week, right before the game kicks off, I think that carries a little weight. Uh, but that's, that, that's basically it so far. Can you give us a little, you know, without saying too much, just something interesting that you've seen with your guys, because you guys are the best in the biz, with how basically the behind the counter kind of observes you guys when either on a game like the Super Bowl or another big game? Well, the Super Bowl is so huge. Like I said earlier, there's such a large influx of recreational money that you really can't, you can't mess with the line too much because it's just everyone's betting. Just, it's just getting overpowered. Well, so let's take not the Super Bowl. Let's take like a, a game where they need to cap it 
and they, I mean, how much do they look at the professionals, I guess would be the question with, oh, when it comes to that. Yeah. I mean, once they label you an advanced player, sharp player, wise guy, whatever you want to call it, then they're going to move off your bet. Uh, especially if they have, you know, historical records on you and you've got a 3% edge or a 4% edge over the house, well, then they're going to respect your bet. They're going to respect your money. College basketball totals. I mean, they lower your limits. Some places only let us bet a thousand dollars on a college basketball total, and they move their lines. And you'll see some of these totals open up, say uh, one thirty-seven. We'll go over one thirty-seven. You'll see that line move up to one forty-five, one forty-six. You'll see some of these college basketball totals move eight to ten points. Uh, so yeah, they definitely respect the sharp money, and you have to. I mean, uh, you know, these guys. There, there's a bunch of groups. It's just not our group. There's a bunch of groups all around the country and all around the world that are moving these lines. This is a market like any other market. So uh, you got to respect the sharp money, whether it's in the sports betting market, the stock market, whatever it is, you got to respect the wise guys. You guys are absolutely destroying it. Um, is everybody in the group? I mean, definitely check it out. Follow the action. Is everyone in the group feeling pretty good about the Bucks, Philly? Or are there a couple couple guys on the Chiefs? I mean, we, you could tease it and we could tune into the pod this week, but are you feeling good where the team's at? Especially Rooster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rooster, listen, first of all, Bruce is one of the sharpest guys I know, but he's a little biased towards Andy Reid because he had a, a personal relationship with the guy years ago. Real nice guy, Andy Reid. So, uh, and he's got a million Andy Reid stories. So he's a little biased. He actually shed a couple of tears when the Eagles got rid of Andy Reid. So mm -hmm. I always bust up about that. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's some, uh, yeah, there's some conflict. There's some opposition. There's some real sharp guys that think the Chiefs are just too strong, too fast for this Tampa Bay team. And there's some other sharp guys that, you know, that are Tampa Bay plus three and a half, plus four early. And the line right now at uh, one of the sharper offshore sports books, uh, I've seen it at Pinnacle. I think it's uh, minus three, minus oh five. So, uh, yeah, there's some sharp money on Tampa Bay. If you're on the fence for people listening, but you maybe are leaning Tampa, but you're not 100% sure, would you suggest just take the three, maybe even buy a half point, take the three and a half? You know what? There's still some three and a halves out there. What I tell people all the time is, Find as many outs as possible, as many places to shop as possible. Imagine there was just one store and you bought everything from that one store. Well, you'd never be getting the best of the price. So you got to shop around for the best price. Don't limit yourself. If you can open it up with FanDuel and, you know, some other uh, sports books, why not? Especially if, if one shop is serving a different price and the other one's, you know, serving a, another price. You got to really shop around sometimes to, you know, get the best of the number. And you have just an incredible story. So the people that have enjoyed this conversation, I want to know more about you, your business, and just the sports gambling world. Uh, where can they check you out or, or the book? Yeah, you can find me at thephillygodfather.com. On Twitter, I'm at phillygodfather. Follow the action. It's on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. You know, all the young guys know where to find that stuff. I, I got to yeah, remember yeah. where it's at. I got you. Um, Inside Game was the movie they, they made about us. Gaming the Game is the book they wrote about uh, our crew. So there's so much information out there. If you just Google Philly Godfather, all kinds of stuff pops up. Some negative, some positive, but I hope you guys love it all. <laughs> hey, you, you're phenomenal what you do. I, I sincerely appreciate what you do, and thank you to guys like me to, that have someone like you to look up to and get better at uh, this craft because it's, it's a marathon, baby. So thank you. I'm rocking with the Philly Godfather. We're going bucks. I'm, I, I just I can't believe 50 to 1, ladies and gentlemen, this man is holding a ticket on the Bucks. Thank you so much for the time, my friend. Good luck, guys. Hey, thank you, man. And there you have it, baby. The Philly Godfather. Moneyline Monaco. We're going down with the Johnny Depp Pirates of the Caribbean Tommy Tampa ship. There's one way 
to sail off into the sunset. It's too fitting not to go with number 12. He doesn't. Game of Zones, Game of Thrones. Send Breeze into early retirement. Make Rogers so emotional he can't even make eye contact during his Zoom press conference after the L. And then lose to Patrick Mahomes. It just, that's not how the fable goes. It's not how the bedtime story is read. This is a Tommy Brady win. I'll see you on Monday when I'm at my own lemonade stand after Patrick Mahomes goes back to back and I'm needing some shekels. Shout out to Philly. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the game. It's been a wonderful week of breaking this down for you. Again, it's Bucks, baby. I'm going with Tommy. One way to go. I'm out. You make sure to hug your mothers. Let's go. The volume.